Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well... We're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left. Another one just across the road, shaking the daylights out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Fox, and Fox has had a fascinating life full of really, really interesting encounters and experiences, and a lot of things that we haven't featured on the show before, so I was incredibly excited to get her on the show. Fox, welcome. Thank you, Kay. How are you? I'm very good. I'm excited to have you on, and I know I say this about every guest, but you (laughs) sent through an email that is... It really blew my mind because there's so many different things that really intrigued me about it. That's that's really all I can say because I don't want to give away the um the the really meaty parts of what uh, tonight's episode is going to be about. But mm-hmm. one of the main things that really caught my attention is that you lived in a haunted house and it was and you had quite a few experience with some, I guess, yeah. violent entities would be the best way to to really put that. Are you able yeah. to tell me uh, basically what happened in that house? When we first moved into that house, I felt unsettled. I guess I would it would have been before I started year seven high school. Um, and there was just that always I had that overwhelming feeling like something is watching me, always. Um, and between certain rooms, like from inside the front door in the foyer, going through like the formal lounge area and dining room, I would run, but I'd have my eyes shut. I, I don't know, like I, but I felt like to go from there to there, I had to do it very quickly. Is that because you think and, you would see something that you didn't want to see in there? Yeah, yeah. And I taught myself when I was young to find myself like around 
the house at night with my eyes shut so I didn't have to rely on my sight. That sounds funny, but I just used to train myself to be able to maneuver around in the dark without relying on my eyesight. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's something that a lot of people would do. It's Yeah. Uh, you know, I always feel like people think there's something scary in the dark and they just need to know the quickest way to get back to their bedrooms. And I felt like if I had, if I could do it with my eyes shut, I could do it like with accuracy, if that makes sense, without fumbling, tripping over or, yeah, I don't know. But And did um, you get that feeling that you're being watched in every part of the house or was it only in that room? Uh, no, it was like anywhere in the house, but it was stronger in some rooms than at certain times, but it was random. Like um, when I'd walk from that room that I told you about, there'd be loud banging along the wall as I walked. Oh, wow. And that used to happen all the time. And, but, you know, but it was usually when no one else was there or my grandmother was there, but um, she, you know, wouldn't notice. Um, But eventually years later, like my brother walked through there and the banging followed him and he ran around straight away and said, oh, my God, I just heard it. Um, so, uh, Did you used to tell your other family members about the, the goings-on then? Yeah, yes, all the time. And they never experienced anything until your brother did at this very moment? Um, a few things started to happen, but I think I might have been like, it was kind of, it felt like it was pointed at me. Like I'd hear my name being called all the time. Um, and sometimes like my hair would like just blow up for no reason, like just like a big, like puff of wind. Oh, that's creepy. And like, yeah. And I just get real like, scared. <laughs> um, or I'd be in bed at night and like, where my bed was in my room, my head aligned in like my brother's bedroom was next to mine, but my little brother was on the top bunk and my other brother was on the bottom, but our heads would have been, you know what I mean? Like in um, kind of parallel to each other. Yeah. So when my brothers went to bed, like I knew which brother it was, like how they moved the ladder to get up onto the top bunk and, how they situated themselves in the bed. And um, one night I was trying to get to sleep and I thought, oh, my little brother's gone to bed. But I could tell that he wasn't lying. He was sitting up in bed. And there was just this really slow scratching on the wall (laughs) above my head. Oh, no. And, And at first I just banged on the wall and told him, you know, be quiet. But it just kept, and it was the pattern. It didn't falter, and it was going on for too long that I thought, that's not my brother. <laughs> and I bro, I couldn't move. Like, I was literally was frozen. I couldn't even take a breath. Like, when I realized it wasn't my brother, it was like, I'm paralyzed. That's terrifying. And especially was- at being probably about 10, 11 years old at that, at that time of your life. That's, that's a yeah, really hard situation to be in. 
yeah, it was oh, it's so hard. It's just like it is the worst feeling. Like you know how bad it is, and I was like screaming, but nothing was coming out. Like no one would have heard it because it was just nothing. And at that age, did you feel like you thought you knew what it was? As in, did you think the house was haunted? Did you think it was maybe something evil? What was what was going through your mind at that age? Um, I thought that it was something from the other side because I always felt like there was energies there. Um, I don't know, like. And they had, they seemed, I felt that they got enjoyment out of doing things like that, knowing, do you know what I mean? Like, because a lot of the things were like cranky, kind of. Yeah, right. So they were, they were doing these things to, to just get these little reactions out of you for, in, for you, in your opinion, for their kind of their kicks and laughs. I don't know, but that's how I, like growing up there that they were trying to um, get a like get a reaction um, yeah because it's really not uncommon that and and this kind of leans towards uh, and I, I don't really like to throw this word around it too much but right. when it comes to you know a kind of a, di- a demonic type of creature right. they like to build up fear and it's yeah. they kind of feed off that and i'm wondering if this mm. is you know maybe this is just the start of it because i mean we are only at the start of your story so maybe they yeah. they did other things later on during your time at that house to to try and build up that yeah. fear but that's definitely what that sounds like yeah that's kind of like i felt like they knew i was more sensitive than anybody else there but i was the, like i was the first one to be aware of it that's how, and I knew they knew that. <laughs> so you got a majority of the of the paranormal activity going on in that house. Yeah, and it took after a while. Things happened over the years where everybody heard it, and um, and everyone was aware of it. So how long were you in this house for? Uh, well, I was about twenty three. Wow! So, so you lived there time. for a while. Yeah. yeah. And did the activity build up over time? Um, it kind of peaked. It would go up and down, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. did you find tension in the house changed during those periods? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what were, what were some of the other things that you encountered in this house during that period? Um. There was one time when um, my mum took my brothers uh, to soccer and I was home by myself because I wanted to finish some schoolwork and I would have been 14 maybe and I was home and I was chopping up some cheese in the kitchen and so I had my back to the family room and facing kind of cupboards where the chopping board was and I heard like the door rattle and it sounded like somebody creeping in, like 
they were trying really hard to be quiet. And I just thought, oh, my brother, because my brothers were always trying to creep up on me because I was, <laughs> I was the silent kind of ninja in the household and I was always, I was pretty horrible to my brother. Sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> as far as like scaring them goes. So they did try and get me back. And I, at first, I thought uh, they're going to try. So I'm just going to pretend I don't know they're there. And I just continued doing what I was doing. And then I knew someone was right behind me because my hair was moving when they were breathing. And it went beyond that point of, you know, a few seconds, but where you know that it's not a person. Because my, I knew that my brothers couldn't, wouldn't have been able to stand there like that. And something hit me in the side of the head. You're kidding. No, as soon as I, I looked up, like just at the cupboard, and like I just felt like you do literally just go ice cold. And I thought, oh, God, it's not my brothers. As soon as I thought that, I got hit in the side of the head. Really? And yeah, and I still had hold of the knife, and I just turned around and just started stabbing. So lucky it wasn't my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow, um, that's that's yeah. that's really and creepy, Fox. That was that was probably the worst. And I just ran as fast as I could the house, and I sat out outside. So, like, my mum came home. Far out. I I couldn't even imagine being in a situation like that. And, you know, you you still lived in this house for, you know, another <laughs> seven years after that. That's incredible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so did you ever see any entities in the house or, or anything like that? Um, I would see just on the outskirts, like I'd be looking and I could see things moving and I'd turn my head to look and I'd put and it was like somebody walking like from you know from one room to the other and you'd just catch them and I'd keep looking and and everyone would you know say what are you looking at and I'd say I could see somebody and they go no one's there and then I'd just you know okay <laughs> and then I'd keep looking and I could see faces I could see uh, uh, and what were the faces that you could see? Were they, did they look like normal people or did they look like something else? Um, it just, it was like shadowy kind of look um, where it could have been somebody peeking around a corner and, you know, in like a dim light if it was shadowy where you could see something that along the wall that was, you know, shouldn't be there and I'd look try and look closer and then I couldn't see anything and then I'd catch sight of it again. And because that, you know, people said, what are you looking at? And I said, there's something moving. But, yeah. Did your brothers or your your mum or your dad ever see those types of entities in the house as well? Um, no, they heard things and my, um, not my youngest brother, but the one below me, uh, he had something happen in his room that was built out on the veranda 
like it was dad built in the end of the balcony. And his cat used to sleep out there with him and he was reading and the cat was on his, like lying on his chest. And then she just started hissing and she looked at the wall and he looked and she just kind of flew up and hit the wall and clawed all the way down. It was like a wooden wall and she never went back in there again. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's creepy because I, I'm a big believer that animals can see things that we don't see. Oh, definitely. 100%. Because yeah. I, I genuinely believe that our, our, our psyche gets changed from pop culture and, you know, so many yeah. external influences that kind of make these things not normal to see. So we, we just yeah. naturally start to block those things out. Whereas obviously yeah. an animal can't do that. No, exactly. Yep. They're still like, they listen to their raw instincts and that's what they've you know, got to rely on. We're the same. We're the same, but as soon as, like, usually when, like, toddler, when you're young, this is what I feel, that you're a beacon, like your radar is so tuned, so spirits are attracted to that. And kids will see things, talk to, you know, entities, like my nephew was the same. He would, um, that's another creepy house where they live. Yeah. But then usually when children start school, the radar just dims because you're told what to think and what to believe. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of odd, you know, you're a little bit old for imaginary friends now and, and things like that. And they <laughs> kind of just, gets wiped from their from their memory of like yeah. that's not how how things are supposed to be and to yeah. kind of touch on uh something that you just said a little bit earlier there fox about things being you know primal gut feelings that that mm-hmm. whole thing of you seeing things in your peripheral vision that's very much a primal thing where your yeah. your um your your vision is meant to protect you from from things yeah. on the side that you're not focusing on so yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a sign, it's, it's a real thing that, you know, there's, yeah. you're seeing things that your, your normal eyes won't see because that part of your eye is actually trained to catch things out. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So with and it, you, and it does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, definitely sounds like it, it's, that's the case with you, which kind of, um, raises a, a couple of questions of, um, mm. it, it seems like you, you're obviously, uh, a beacon or you're kind of being chosen to be the, I guess the hotspot for these types of entities in that house. Do you think there's a reason for that? Um, well, I have a belief that if something really bad happens to you as a kid, unnatural, I mean, like, um, I mean, like a trauma or something like that. Something happens to a child that, you know, whether it's abuse or, you know, something that goes against just your normal um, growth and everything. I don't think you lose that instinct. You, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel felt like as a young kid, the only thing that I can 100% rely on and trust is my instinct. So I think because of something that happened to me at a young age at school, um, I think that's why I never lost that ability 
because everyone's born with it. It's just that people tend to lose their ability once they start school. So do you think you you might have a a bit of a a psychic ability or something along those lines? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yeah, cuz I've had like so many experiences and things where um People have asked me, how, what do I think, feel, you know, about going into certain places. Um, people, um, someone that had gone missing, the family asked me to see what I could feel around that. And I, I could see what he was wearing and that was exactly right. That was the last thing that he was wearing. I could see that he didn't take certain items with him when he left the house and they were on the table. Um, that was right. So you really have a, the ability to, I guess, see premonitions, really? Yeah, I don't know. I used to have, like, premonitions. Like, when I was younger, I would see places before I'd go there. And then, and it's like the major, like, I'm always saying there's a glitch in the matrix. Um but it's like that it's that deja vu of, wait on, I've been here before. And they go, no, you haven't. And I go, yeah, we're going to, like, we went on a school um, vacation in year 11. And I said, the room, we've got to go up the stairs, go to the left, and then right at the end, that room's got an ensuite and the biggest room. And I'd never been there before. And so we just ran, they just followed me and we got the biggest room. Wow. So is <laughs> deja vu. It's a random thing. Yeah. It, and that sounds, like you said, it's completely random. So yeah. is deja vu a, a common common occurrence within your life? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because it, it, deja vu is something that, and you, you touched on it earlier, a lot of people believe it's kind of a glitch in the matrix. You've lived this moment huh. before and you're able to, tap into that again. Is that what you think it is? Yes. I used to think, is it like past lives? And I used to like wonder if it was, you know, memories or is it a parallel, you know, thing? I don't know. But sometimes it feels like the door doesn't get shut right and there's a little bit left open and I'll get snippets, if that makes sense. But it's just... It's an interesting topic because it can really lend itself towards a, a lot of scientific theory as well because it it all depends on how you, you view time and how time works because some people believe that everything that is supposed to happen has already happened, be that past, present or future, and that could really lend a lot to uh, deja vu, uh, premonitions, things like that because you're you're basically living – you'll relive in a moment that you've already relived in the future, which I know is a 
it's a bit of a far out type of mindset, but I think there goes, there's a lot of credence behind it. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And I think people, you know, they might get little tiny snippets, but they would just be dismissed because it's not, they're not used to having that so often where I, you know, just happen to have it, you know, over my lifetime. So to me, I go straight to, you know, oh, was that a past life or, you know, is the doors left open again? <laughs> it's, it, it would be yeah. incredibly interesting to, to have experiences like that because, I mean, unfortunately myself, I've never had anything like that. I mean, everyone really encounters deja vu, but I've, yeah. It, it would be a very rare thing, you know, it'd be something that's once in a blue moon type of type of occurrence for, for myself. But when it does happen over and over for yourself, uh, it would raise a lot of questions about, is there something with me that's making this happen? Yeah, I just kind of go with it. <laughs> so we do have some other notes that you sent me here, and these are, these are really, really fascinating. And I hope you don't mind if we kind of dive in on those is um, – the one that stands out for me for everything that you sent me is the fact that you you um you can hear and feel what animals are feeling and you're you're more you feel like you're one with nature. Are you able to tell me a little bit about that? Um yep. The only way I can explain it is if I'm like I love going camping um like remotely, like you know just and being amongst where there's a lot of trees and really old trees. And I've always been drawn to that. And because there is so many energies within a forest, you know, within the woods, what, you know, whatever you want to call it, the bush, um, that if you're just still, like, you can feel it. And, you know, I can see things in there. Um and that's where I ground myself. So what type of things can you see when you've, when you've grounded yourself? Um, it's more like colours, a bit like, um, you know, like if they, if how they show what an aura looks like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be, it'll be like the auras around the trees, around leaves, around everything. This is going to be a bit of a question out of left field, but have you... Have you ever encountered astral travel in your in these types of moments before? Um, yeah, in the past I have, yeah. Is that something that you've done voluntarily or is it something that just kind of happens when you're 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 kind of grounding yourself? Um, well, it's happened just at random times. Um where I used to um try and like meditate and focus on my breathing and try and do it like make myself do it I suppose um but I found that it tends to happen more when it's not forced and what's the what's the experience like when you are astral traveling because we haven't had a lot of people on the show who have experienced it and the the last person that we actually had on here encountered almost government surveillance happening within this astral realm is have you ever encountered things that seemed out of place in this in that kind of area? Not so, not really in the in the woods, but there's within that good energy. 
there's a very, very bad one. I can say that. And I feel 100% confident in saying that because I know, because I can feel it. And people just say, oh, how do you know? I just, I, I just know. Like in the last time I was out camping and it was in the middle of nowhere, a state forest, and it's remote, you know, there's no bathrooms, there's nothing there, just the river and um, very few people that can get down there because you've got to have a four-wheel drive and get, you know, go right down a mountain track. Um, and the night I was there, I was lying there and I was asleep and I just felt this almighty force just hit me, not physically hit me, but I was, I just sat up and I was just staring out to nothing. It was just all black, obviously. All you could see was the stars and everything. But it was just this energy that's out there. And I didn't want to be anywhere near it. Do you only encounter this type of? I guess, negative energy when you're in that astral realm? Um, no, no. It could be any time that if there was something there, I would feel it, whether it's in a house or whether I'm, like, walking around, you know, at work or if I'm at home, I'll feel it if something's there. It's just a vibe that you, you get about the situation. Yeah. It definitely seems like you are you're incredibly sensitive in the I guess in that spiritual type of world. You you, you sound very connected. You sound like you definitely have a lot of psychic um, you know, capabilities. Has that led you to being able to communicate with um spirits or or anything like that? Because you said you are able to have a little bit of premonitions with people who have um I guess passed or have been missing, but I'm also wondering if that's been a, a connection to perhaps a um, a deceased person or or anything like that. Um, yep, like from as far back as I can remember, and like I told you, I can remember back to when I was around one. Um, I thought I grew, you know, grew up thinking everyone could see what I was seeing and hear what I was hearing, and it wasn't until I started primary school and realised that the other kids couldn't see the other people. So what are the other people? Well, just spirits. Like, I, yeah. So they you would just see these people walking around just in, in everyday public areas? Yeah, anywhere, yep. That's fascinating. And when I, sometimes I would talk to them, but, you know, kids are cruel. <laughs> So I learned really quickly that, oh, they don't see them and I'm getting, I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so I didn't talk about it. This this might seem like a silly question, but do they look different to, I guess, the, the people in the real world? It's really hard. Sometimes it's like a shadow that you can see what they're wearing. But they don't, sometimes it's not like a solid then other times, like uh, when I was older, I was just on my computer in bed and like a little girl, I knew a little girl was there and she got up on the bed and sat next to me and she had, I could see exactly what she was wearing, but I just like just said, 
this is our computer. And I just kept talking and, like, didn't act like I was shocked or anything. And I think because of that, I saw more what she was wearing, if that makes sense. Like, I think if you see something and, like, you're really startled and get a and react like that, that you're not going to see it fully, if that makes sense. It, it does. It It's kind of like you're you're almost tricking yourself into seeing it better by not paying it the attention that it wants to give mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So, like, when that little girl got up on the bed and and I just thought, okay, I'll just be calm, and she just sat there and she had, like, a white, um, kind of like an old-style an old nightie, like, you know, long nightie, and she had her knees up and she pulled the nightie down over her knees and she had her hands on on her knees and she was just kind of looking at what I was doing. And I just kept talking calmly like I was just talking to a little kid. Have you ever run into an entity or a spirit that has been, I guess, hostile or or potentially angry? Yeah, like the one in the other house used to get angry. And have you run into those... Anywhere else apart from that house? Um, yes, I have, unfortunately. At another house or a couple of other houses. Um, one that I was staying at um, in the central coast of New South Wales. As soon as I walked in the house, I wanted to leave and everyone was telling me not, you know, don't be stupid. But, you know, I saw a man there. I saw a little boy there. Um, they, like, I was in the shower washing my hair, and and I stopped and thought somebody's watching me. And as soon as as soon as I had that conscious thought of I'm being watched, like the whole bathroom just filled up with steam. So I just slowly turned the shower off and said, "Yep, yeah, I'm going to go now. Bye." <laughs> And left, and I wouldn't go back in there. Um, but things happened to everybody that was staying in that house, so that was really good. Like it was really quite active, and um, and the two people that were staying because it had three levels, the house, and whoever was on the bottom level sleeping, you could hear the chairs being dragged around on the next, you know, the level above, and the people that was their bedrooms were on the top floor, they'd hear somebody walking up the steps at night. Oh, really? And they could hear, yeah, and, and they were petrified and I was pulled aside and I had to swear that I would not tell them what I was seeing or feeling because they were really, really scared. And the girl, the daughter, she went into the bathroom upstairs and then she went to go out, like the door slammed and she couldn't get out. Oh, now, that door doesn't have, no, and it doesn't have a lock on it. And it was like I could feel the negative energy there, but nobody could get in. Like her stepdad was belting the door, and she was just hysterical in the bathroom. And she was stuck in there for like half an hour, and he had to climb out on the balcony and get over and climb in through the bathroom door. Like bathroom window, sorry. Oh my gosh, that sounds like the most terrifying house in the world. 
it was horrible. Like I, I think I spent two, like two nights, one night, you know, one time, and then I stayed another time. And I said, I'm not staying here ever again. And I said that to my friend and trying not to tell, you know, so his sister and niece wouldn't hear because they, they would just look at me the whole time. And if I look dead, they go, what are you saying? What are you saying? Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to say anything. And um, But there was a really, really bad energy there. And after, like, when they moved out, they didn't, I think they only stayed there for, like, two weeks because they just couldn't handle it. It was horrible. Really? Like, really. Yeah, it was that bad. And it was probably just after that I found out that years prior, not not the neighbour, not the house right next to this house, but the one down, a man had actually, uh, like his um, pregnant daughter lived down there and her like partner and everything, he the father went there and chased them out and they were actually murdered out front of the house. Oh, you're kidding. And he shot, yeah, he shot everybody in the house and then drove to two other houses where his family lived and killed them. It was like probably 10 years or more before. It wasn't in that house, but it happened in like the street. That's terrible. That has a lot of negative energy there. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And do you think you being there because you are so sensitive to this this type of um I guess type of activity, do you think that only boosted the the things that were going on while you were there? Yeah, I think so. It felt like it it became like a lot louder when I was there. They they were telling me about it, you know, when I wasn't there. They was she. They kept saying, "I don't want to stay there. I got to. I don't like the feeling of the house." And everyone said the same thing: "Oh, this is creepy," or you know, whatever. But would laugh it off. Where I'm just like, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a it was a massive house, and it was creepy. It had the just the strangest layout and weird little hidden kind of cavities that you just think, what it was that for? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a, a, a warning sign that something's not right there. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I don't want to stay here. <laughs> no, it wasn't nice at all. Well, Fox, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing those encounters. That last one was a real doozy. That's That's <laughs> really creepy. <laughs> Yeah, it was really creepy. <laughs> and that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe. And you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 